I think um, if we do want to talk about OnlyFans, I think that's an interesting. Let's we, talk about it. We talked about it briefly off camera, and you were saying like there's People a. have all types of feelings about it. Mm -hmm. Well, you were saying there's a happy medium. And want to kind of discuss that of how you feel about it and the happy medium and what you. Well, I think um, I've also mentioned this before, but I would have never done it as odd as it sounds if I didn't have the blessing of my dad. My dad's very young. My parents had me very, uh, very young. So my dad's only 45. Mm -hmm. I'm 26. Yeah. He very much understands the Internet. He's very intelligent. And he also happens to be my best friend. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, on OnlyFans, I don't do any nudity. So it's very, you know, sexy content um, that, you know, people are definitely getting something that I wouldn't post on just my regular socials. But he was like, you know, if you're okay with who you are, we know you, we're okay with who you are. He's like, why would you pass up this opportunity of setting yourself up for your whole entire life? Yeah, it's true. You know, like, what does it really matter what people think of of the stigma of this? It's, you know, you're not doing porn, which I don't judge people who do. That's that's your prerogative. I personally would never do that. Um, but I think that there's you can still be a, a person who wants a family, a good girl, a person uh, that has a relationship with God and, and still, you know, make sexy content. Let's be honest, this platform is actually empowering creators directly, right? Yeah, and creating financial. So regardless of how people feel about the content that's mm -hmm. being. But, you know, I mean, Bad Baby was all over the fucking internet for being Cash Me Outside and being on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil made money off of that. Mm -hmm. He might have said he didn't like her, but that shit was huge. I mean, it, she's a genius, right? And yeah. so for her to make as much the type of numbers they threw around from OnlyFans is like, like you said, life changing for her and everybody else around her. Absolutely. And nobody else was going to monetize her like that. Nope. I mean, I if they it. thought she was marketable in that way, they would have put money behind it, but they want to eat off of that too. So having right. a direct path to like, okay, I'm going to do this, but this is for me because this is right. directly going to come into my hands and the platform created, obviously. Right. Right. That's kind of how it works. Right. It's yeah. Like, there ain't no intermediary like some i mean there's percentages that are given you know to the platform and stuff like of that course. but yeah but that's their platform yeah it's direct that's a direct to the creator yeah yeah it's the direct to the creator and i think it's kind of like that's a game changer yeah and... instagram ain't breaking bread no and since the beginning <laughs> and nothing's built around the creator actually making monetizing well um yeah, what you're putting other up than work that we built these platforms to these people regardless of oh it's the opportunity or whatever else it is but it's like really is it because without right. the content, what what are you doing? YouTube right. is nothing without us putting videos yeah. on it. Yeah, and it, it was it, it's just kind of like the career that I had. It's like I had all of this, and at the end of the day, my image has always been a large part of the way that I look. Mm -hmm. And I had you know just this opportunity in front of me. I said no for a really long time. I didn't do it. I was like the last in my friend group to do it because I was so nervous about it. And then I just really sat with it, I thought about it, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Because it doesn't, at the end of the day, sex sells. Look where we are, we're in Hollywood. Think about Marilyn Monroe. I mean, she was the one of the sexiest women in history. I mean, and she even did like, 
some nude artistic photos and you know you don't look back and think of her she's a respected like she was an icon you know and i'm not saying by any means i'm an icon but i think being sexy and being feminine i don't find anything to be wrong with that as long as you're centered and you have a good head on your shoulders and you know like i'm not going to do only fans forever I'm not gonna, you know, be 45 doing OnlyFans. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. me and my personal journey, you know, I would like to have a family. I would like to have a normal life. Um, and I think at the end of the day, one day, you know, I'll have that conversation with my kids once they're old enough to, you know, who knows what the world's gonna be like, cause it's kind of going to shit, but I'm <laughs> praying for the future. But, you know, at that yeah. time, I'm, you know, and if they have some questions or, you know, I'll, I'll answer it. And, you know, mommy had a time where I was, I did burlesque type sex. It's kind of like, you know, that's life. I'm, I'm not going to let it. Um, I'm proud of, of kind of what I've built and that I had the bravery to do that. And it's just crazy what I've been able to do for my family and, and just provide more security is really what keeps me pushing yeah you know? financially it changed everybody's life yeah around your I mean, they say don't have more don't have more followers than money right and we know yeah. that for a lot of the people on online that's probably the case right mm -hmm. that they're not capitalizing or monetizing this this attention unless you're a very very big creator like 20 million 30 million uh 10 million you're not or, or you know you have big campaigns like you're just kind of in that crowd of the or brands or you're doing a prime like logan paul or you can write other things that exactly can be monetized in a big way like i'm sure he there's not so many noah becks not everybody's gonna right. go be high fashion off of doing exactly instagram right yeah and he's been great I love at that bridging too. the gap i remember i did, his, uh, he, uh, I did a podcast with him and josh richards when they uh were doing a little podcast because uh a friend of mine was a uh, i think he did a content house with them or was managing them or something but uh sweet kid super cool I love, i'm a big fan all of very it. sweet yeah. they're truly all very sweet whenever it was i like a, a lot breath of... of fresh air to see too because i love yeah. like his post and just being honest and himself and that's dope you know? i have to say out of noah is one of the nicest He's so nice, like yeah. a genuinely a nice person. I don't yeah. know him extremely well, but I spent a lot of time with like Super the Sway Boys. Yeah. And they, we hung out whenever I was in my content house, they had theirs and it was kind of at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and they're all great. All of them are great. All Do you know have... Mike Groen? Who? Michael Groen, the guy, yes. yeah. Yeah, so you know Homeboy, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're all really, really great guys, to to be honest. But Noah's like super, super nice. Super I'm sure they'd all agree that he's probably the yeah, yeah. nicest. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, when we were doing the podcast, he was so soft spoken that it was like, because he's just he's just naturally sweet, just a, a good person. It was cool though. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were we were we had just kind of started the clubhouse, the content house, mm -hmm. and me and Daisy like found him when he was first starting to he had like under 100k followers on yeah. tiktok like not anything we were like oh my gosh this kid's gonna be huge like he looks great he's super nice his content's fun and obviously the sway boys got him because yeah. they found him too so i've even seen since the beginning and 
never heard a bad thing about him ever. Yeah. So there's, you know, not every influencer is like a total just like gets lost and they turn into a total asshole. You know, there's people that understand reality and are like, you know, hey, I'm going to be super grateful and I'm not going to lose myself, you know, but it's a challenge. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Overall, what are your feelings on on this social space? How do you mean? Just in general, like, like, what is your overall feeling? Like, like, obviously, it's been a big blessing in your life. Um, obviously, you know that the, you know, it does some good with some bad. Um, yeah. How do you feel about it? Is it still kind of a trip to you that like, like you can build a following and a career off of doing content creation on social? Yeah, my life is a trip to yeah. be honest and i, and I like I, I don't know what else to say Make for shit up it's it's just yeah. uh, if when the younger me you know that if i could just if she only knew i mean wow i i just could have never ever imagined this life and um you know i believe that it was meant for me and meant for me to go through and i'm so grateful uh but uh, you know as far as i think a portion of my career I definitely got sad um, because I kind of felt a mixture of why me um, and also am I contributing to what's wrong with the world I, I definitely struggled with that yeah how was that um what how did this when did this realization come and did like deal in the beginning it, in the beginning in the first couple years it definitely was that you, you know I'm, like I'm look, yeah, yeah I mean I'm looking at my little sisters I'm seeing how innocent they are and how sweet they are and I'm just like oh my gosh I never want them to like view what I'm viewing and 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 look at someone that their job is to wake up you know they have all the resources to look perfect and take the perfect lighting with the perfect picture and and picturing them looking at that and comparing themselves to that like made me sick so it was really a balance of just just balancing everything you know realizing why not you and accepting that you know doing it and feeling okay with it you know just the balance i think is is what's hard to master um and i'll always be growing and learning but the balance of it. I just think the social media can be such a good thing. It's a way for all of us to connect. I think it's a very good thing yeah. right now because of so much that's going on in our world right now. And I definitely feel like our media is controlled and you yeah. know used for sinister reasons. Um, you know, for money reasons. Uh, money reasons. Control <laughs> reasons. Um, yeah, which uh, comes back to money always, anyway. Yeah, and I mean, just don't think they care. Yeah. The narrative changes on the drop of the dime as soon as our attention wanes, you know? I mean, the music, kind of what's going on Us now with viewer, music. Like, so we're so powerful yeah. and we don't know how powerful we are because if we stop paying attention, that changes everything immediately, right? Right. If we decide tomorrow to just stop caring about this or mm-hmm. worrying about this one or putting our focus somewhere else, we'll see how like quick things change. Yeah, I think people are definitely starting to wake up to a lot of things. Um, but you know, like even going on with music right now, like Doja Cat, that just makes me sick. Like just all the stuff about like the devil and like the satanic Is stuff. That, does she actually talk about that in her music and stuff? I I'm like super familiar with it. Can't I've seen some of the imagery, her. like it's obviously, but like the demon thing <laughs> with her. 
Ooh, it literally sends chills. Was that taken out of context or, or what was that? What context could it be taken out of? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Halloween costume. No, 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 no. Yeah. That wasn't Halloween. Know? I think that was just her on a Tuesday. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not super familiar, but I know the image you're talking about, though. It's creepy as fuck, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just... There's a lot of it. We're being a, bombarded with it. And it's At like, point, why? Like, it's like, where's the art in that? It, there, it, There is none. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is none. And I'm a very open-minded person, but, you know... Uh, you seem like I'm, a good Christian. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm no, you know, from Louisiana. hey, you, and you know, people think not that. Not like super Bible that. thumping necessarily. No, no, life. no, no. I'm not going to sit here and judge. I believe that any, who am I to say, oh, this religion is the, the one religion that's the most valid and everything else goes out the window. I don't think that at all. I think whatever religion and culture or just spirituality you're raised in or not even raised in, whatever you connect with is valid. Yeah. I don't care if you're Buddhist. I don't care, you know, if you're Jewish, it, 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 if, if it feels well, right to you and, and that connects you and that brings you together in a, in a place where we're connected to each other spiritually to, you know, our higher power for me, it's God. Um, I think it's all correct and valid, but I think when you're just the devil stuff, I, I just can't do it. I, I don't understand it. Something weird is happening because I, I just don't understand. That's not cool. It, it's, it's not cool. It's never going to be cool. You're putting it in the front of the, uh, you know, people's faces for them to consume and these weird demonic songs to be stuck in their heads because they're singing it because it's all over TikTok and kids are dancing to it and you know it, is it a playoff attention or is it like or there's obviously some dark shit i mean i think it's a mixture of a bunch of things i think it's a mixture of just dark shit i think there's a lot of dark shit happening in our world right now and there's a lot of things behind the scenes that are very dark um I think, you know, do I think that was all Doja Cat's idea? Who knows? I don't know her personally. I don't want to pass judgment on her or put her in a box. But I mean, I definitely don't respect what she's doing and what she's putting out. I used to really like her music. I thought she was super dope, super cool. She's completely ruined that. The um, game seems like it corrupts people, huh? Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure especially in music. I'm sure especially. it's people maybe behind that are kind of getting her to do that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm lost in it. This is super artistic. And who knows where her head's at? But uh, whew, that's some dark shit. <laughs> what was the show with The Weeknd and uh, and uh, Lily Rose Depp? Did you see it? Mm -hmm. The Celebrity? Was I did watch called? it. It was yeah. called um, The Idol. Oh, The Idol, yeah. I How'd watched you feel about it. that? Um, I thought it was well done, but but it has some of those vibes of like, this weird yeah it was a little dark i thought it, it was, was dark. really dark really like, dark I, I fucked with it though because it was but it was accurate like, it was realistic it was accurate yeah i have to say that living being in la like the management the things the i've things seen behind and the parts of these like people don't really see all the working pieces yeah i thought it played like a pretty accurate you know picture of it i agree i don't i don't see anything wrong with that i mean i think that was his artistic expression of of something that a story he wanted to tell and i think it was acted very well do i think it was dark absolutely yeah um but you know there's going to be a lot of content that we like you know one of my favorite directors is quentin tarantino so i'm not afraid of 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 a dark story or someone pushing the boundaries of no this is just wild, but he does it in a fun manner. Yeah, but I feel like with the weekend's show, I think 
you know, his character was very hated. And I think that's because he did a great job with it. Um, and I, it really was very accurate. The vibes of the show yeah. with just the personalities of the people. I'm sure you felt the same way. Like, yeah. it was just like, yeah. And, you know, not complete. It's obviously a story. It's a story. Yeah. But you could the undertones of L.A. were spot on. Yeah. Because there, it, it's a dark, it's a dark place. It's a great place. There's a lot of opportunity. It's very beautiful. Um, there's all different types of people, and there's great people, but there's also very Tons dark people yeah. and people that that do not care about you. There's a lot of manipulation, obviously, in entertainment yeah. in general, right? Yeah. Well, it's very just you know. There's people creating, and then there's people that are eating off of the creation of other people as yeah. well, and or, whether they're orchestrating it or not. Right. There's a lot of like pulling things this way and that way and kind of, you know, yeah. ulterior motives going on, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, what I realized was like, I came here in the beginning from the South and, you know, I'm not saying, I love the South. Uh, I think it's a very warm place. It is. It's, it's where I'm from. I definitely, yeah. as I've gotten older, I've realized how Southern I am. Um, and, and I'm proud of that. The accent's not thick though. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And some people are like, "Oh, yeah, I hear an accent." I'm like, "Where?" I don't. It's like it's it's certain things you pick up, if, yeah. once, but you would have to have told me you were from Louisiana. It's certain words, I yes, think. of course, yeah. But it's yeah. not like it's not like I'm in Texas or like East Texas, right. or Louisiana, where it gets like it gets heavy. That's a heavy accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but wait, what was I saying? I was saying that you're obviously from the South. Oh, oh, the way I interact, you know, I came here kind of like, "Hey, y'all." And, you know, people in the South, it's very, for the most part, everyone, you know, you could be in a grocery store, you could talk to people, you could be like, hey, you know, yeah. very friendly people, if they see you, they'll give the shirt off your back, off their back, most of them and like genuinely help you out. Everybody's a good person, pretty mm -hmm. much. Obviously, there's bad people, there's people with, Everywhere. you know, bad intentions, but they it's more it fewer. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> but then here, it was like the opposite. Yeah. So that was hard for me to acclimate to because I didn't understand. So yeah. here, um, it's, it's like you have to assume the opposite. You have to assume everyone's shitty until they give you a reason to be like, oh, you get to know them enough to be like, oh, they're actually not shitty. Or you have like interactions with them where you're like, oh, okay. But you have to kind of be more careful. And um, I find that I'm less open at first when I meet people in a social setting. A lot of times I'm very kind of um, conservative or like quiet because I'm just observing. I'm feeling everything. And I like to feel people's vibe before I open up to them. Um, because a lot of times, you know, I was burned so much since I've been here. So once you have a following, are people just latching on to you in certain situations or trying to be around to try to gain your following or try to, you know, grow theirs off of being associated with you in that type of way? I'm sure you get like a lot of the fake friendly type of vibes from from people. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I'm used to that now, um, but I don't really put myself in situations, I guess, as much out here, especially in the influencer entertainment world, it's kind of like a club and you're either a part of that club or you're not a part of that club. If you have, or if you're a connected person, if you have followers, if you have clout, if you have fame in any way, you're automatically in, you're automatically a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so for the most of my experience here, I've been a part of it. Um, so, you know, I've seen examples of people that are not, and their experience is much different. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, of course, there's situations like that. I think I just... Have you ever had to let somebody down that wanted to create content with you or something and it just wasn't your vibe or, or in those type I'm of sure. Things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I just don't really put myself in those positions now. But, um, you know, back when I was really creating so much, definitely. But I'm pretty nice. I'm not really like... If if a creator wasn't as big as me, I would still create with them if they were cool and if it was a cool idea. I don't really yeah. think like that, but she's normal. A lot of people do. Unlike that other chick I was telling you about. I mean, in in her defense, for whatever reason, like I get that time is valuable, mm -hmm. and that if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Like I've st I've stopped yeah. doing other podcasts and things like. Oh, you want to do this movie podcast and talk about Sandlot? I'm like, no, because I've talked about it for fucking 30 years and there's like nine of us and you can talk to one of the other guys about it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I just don't feel like this is like a good use of my time at the moment. Or maybe I'm on some other shit and I want to share something different. So I get it. Like, it has to make sense. Like, I, I respect people's time in that manner. No, they said I wasn't big enough. I get that, though. Like, okay, well, if that's what she's after is creating a following, then... It's okay to be like, I don't think this is beneficial for my career. Look, bro, I come from entertainment. They're they're cut and dry, like <laughs> ruthless with that shit. So this is like, if that shit don't make money, they're they're not showing up, bro. You ain't getting Leo to come look at that script. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's also Leo's people's category, you know? people's different. Um, uh, like I said, like different parts of their journey. I yeah, think like something I different things. Something I've realized is like, you know, I was talking to one of my best friends, Tara, and she was telling me like you need to say yes to everything you need to be if, if 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 this is your career and you want to show more of who you are and have that opportunity like why would you say no i mean unless it's someone where i'm like oh they might look be creepy or i might be unsafe or something you know like why why would i not you know i'm not gonna uh, sit here and like go and like peel back the numbers and like look and be like oh is this worth it for me it's kind of like just be yourself and Y'all are cool and, you know, like, y'all have had success and, like, why not? Yeah, no, I agree. Yes, you know, so, but, but I, but I understand what you're saying and I think it's, yeah, it's just a business. A, a, People, it, right. It is a business. But I think, you know, that's, at the end of the day, that's her loss. In the same way I don't want to talk about Sandlot, I'll go on anybody's weed podcast. I've done weed podcasts of all types of random people for whatever reason. Big but, or small, didn't matter. I'm, I'm, it's representing the brand, right? Yeah. So I'm down to do content for that. In a sense of like, do I want to go talk about film, a career that has passed me over and over and over again when I've done it a million times? No, because I'm not, I, that's not what I'm focused on or that in that, in that space at that moment, you know, but I understand where you're coming from too. Yeah, no, I'm totally. Cool with talking with people. I don't care who it is. And if it, if it makes sense for them, that's fine. And I, I like to be part of people's journeys as well. Cause you, you never know, you know, yeah, I absolutely. mean, there's tons of people that did Joe Rogan's show and didn't know Joe Rogan was going to be Joe Rogan. Yeah, I they mean, didn't know he was going to be Joe Rogan, the podcaster. Mm -hmm. He was Joe Rogan, the announcer on UFC, which wasn't a big deal at the time. Or he was Fear Factor Joe Rogan, or Dave Chappelle Joe Rogan because he was on the show or whatever. You know what I mean? But you know, they was coming like all types of randoms were on the show. He was like, "Fuck, we we're talking to anybody that would sit down with us for like four right. hours." It's like space cowboys sure <laughs> fucking witches over here yeah let's do it <laughs> i love his, his show I, i've never really watched it full from front to back yeah but i like to watch clips of it and i love like the topics i love talking about just crazy off the wall it's, cool. it's very conversational and he's obviously a well-spoken intelligent guy that does his research on stuff and wants to talk about next level shit so 
Yeah, it's dope. I think it's good. Uh, I've seen a poll recently, though, actually, that it's a big red flag for dating, I guess, both male and female. That was what? one of the biggest red flags was listening to Joe Rogan consistently was like a red uh, flag for really? females for dating a man. Really? Yeah. It's kind of huh. weird. Huh? Doesn't really make sense. It came I up a lot. A lot of like people percent of women thought that was a red flag. And then there was like a 35% of men thought it was a red flag if a woman listens to Joe Rogan's podcast. I wonder why. It's interesting, huh? It's, I mean, like like I said, I haven't listened all the way through, but why would that mean I feel like bad? it's like a little like... He's a little right, and he's a little like pushing the envelope on on like aggressive... Well, let's just have the fucking debate then, right? And I think it makes people nervous. You right? mean you mean uh, right as in not left? Yes. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of people. And I don't think he started out as as somebody. I don't think he was either direction. I mean, he's in Hollywood. He was liberal for sure. Yeah. Into it, like Bill Maher, or any of these guys that have like kind of like found themselves in a weird space where mm -hmm. they don't know where to be anymore because mm -hmm. they're kind of like, oh, shit, this isn't what we signed up for, right? Yeah. Or it went somewhere where it's not even about politics anymore. It's about like, oh, shit, this is some weird shit now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's important to when you're everybody has their own beliefs, you know, and I think it's um, important for somebody that let's say because I, I didn't know that. Let's say he is more to the right. It's kind of like, you know, why shouldn't he be able to express that or talk about his beliefs because there's a lot of people in this country that are yeah and you know i think that that also comes with so many good values and i mean like that's something i've i've never said where i stand because you know it's you you nowadays if you say something wrong or you believe the the you know you don't believe in something that the media is telling you to believe you're a bigot or you're wrong yeah so it's, it's a very kind unsafe of like, space especially it, with the platform obviously, yeah because I, I don't know if he is right. I'm just saying that he, he I think he that's what offended people or that's why people I think felt that, that way capable of giving anybody a platform. Mm -hmm. And you know how that goes at this point. If you give either side a platform, you're choosing side. Oh, yeah, because he did kind of have that crazy guy on there, which who knows? Maybe some of what he says is correct. I can't remember his name. Jones. Oh, Alex Jones. Yeah. Is that Alex Jones on a bunch? Yeah, it is. Kind of like, is he like the type of person there. you're talking about? Or are you talking about more I think like. Joe's just kind of given up. I mean, he moved to Austin. He's kind of set his like feet in the stand on the sand about like, okay, this shit has gotten weird. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to kind of control the narrative mm -hmm. on a lot of things. And yeah. they're trying to tell me who and what I can see and talk to. Right. Which, which is, is weird. obviously like. Why, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you? Not, I mean, I'm sure there's things that he hasn't even spoke of at his platform now with as many people that listen to it and how big it is. I'm sure there's conversations that have been had behind closed doors. We mm -hmm. normally don't go into anything like this. But nope. This is cool, but uh. And hey, if you always want to cut it out for your own, you always can. But yeah, I, mean, I think it's important. It, I don't care. I think it's important. It's 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 something I've always stayed away from too. But it's kind of like, just like why we we kind of like try to toe the line and keep and, it even keel. Yeah, and like like I said, people are people. We're I can understand. Side, yeah, it's not like that. But and no, by discussing it, you're not picking a side. No, but I do think it needs to be talked about openly, and people need to hear like our thoughts on it because, you know, unfortunately, we can't be open about this type of shit. Mm -hmm. You can't. It's it's sad that you're in a space in America, the fucking the republic, the the freedom of speech, the you know all of mm -hmm. these things and these ideals that we're supposed to be backed by, and. uh 
it's not a safe space to have free speech anymore. I mean, and that's for changed. fear of of uh, your career being ruined or people not fucking with you at work anymore. Or imagine right. a school teacher or you know some guy in a plumbing. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen all types of crazy stories where something goes wrong and it kind of ruins somebody's life, mm -hmm. but the story gets redacted and then yeah they're and still I, left with that there's right. also so much of just like the mainstream media controlling so much so many things and you know um yeah like you said i mean i think traditional values are very frowned upon nowadays um which is sad right which is so sad and i, I think it's kind of like there's things oh, that are brought up in school we have children obviously mm. there's things that are like brought up in school that like I mean, let's be honest, this is like some shit that going back to my childhood that mm -hmm. like even mentioning or sexualizing children in any way or thinking that like well, sex and they took sex out, out of school for a reason, right? Right. Because at some point it got to a point where where people were like, why are Yo, you don't need to be talking to my fucking kids about none of this. Shit. Right. And now we're at a point where it's like so gone the other way that you're like, like what world are we in that people mm -hmm. think this is fucking OK? Yeah. And I mean, for you to have an opinion about how I feel about you talking to my children this way is even right, crazier, right? Right. Like, it's like... It's my kid. Yeah. It's and terrifying. You have to trust your your values and stuff. And it's, it's like, hard to see. I've seen uh, the fighter from, um, from uh, Khabib, the UFC fighter. Mm -hmm. um, and he was talking about, like, about us sending our children to school, right? And, like, at this point in America, you have parents, both of them work and like school is kind of like the babysitter and people mm -hmm. don't really have a choice. Otherwise, they don't have means to send kids to private school or anything else. Absolutely. And we don't even really know these people that we're dropping our kids off with. No. He said, you have great values and you're teaching your kid one thing, but you see your kids for like fucking two hours a day probably. You pick them up, you get them ready, you drop them off with somebody else. Then you pick them up and you take them home and you guys spend what, two, three hours together tops mm -hmm. before you go to bed and start over again? And then the weekends, they're like, they're spending the majority of their time. And With you just have people. to trust that these people's values, mm -hmm. their intentions, mm -hmm. what they're bringing forth, you know, we don't know what kind of day they're having. Not that people, I try to think that most people are, are incidentally good, good, but we don't really know, right? Mm -mm. This is why we're starting a pod. I think even, I think even like when I was in school, which, you know, wasn't that long ago, I graduated high school in 2015, but my high school experience was much different than what the schools are doing now. They're, I mean, they're just indoctrination camps, basically, to say, this is the one way you think, you think this way or you're wrong, um, you know do you want to think about this or do you want to be this or, or there's all these, it's just, it's, it's not good. It, it's it's not good. Um, both of my sisters are homeschooled. Yeah. For that reason, yeah. and 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 my parents are um, in Louisiana. Blessed, yes, in Louisiana, because there was even like some bill or or some hearing um, that was just had there because there was books in the library of showing children how to commit sexual acts on each other and on the same sex and um image i mean i saw it myself i saw the hearing link and uh it showed all the pages in the books and i, I just i can't and they legislated to Whew. get this into the it's it's some sick curriculum, but have it be accessible right? it's sick shit. 
and it's and they call it and you know it's inclusive that's that's it's not inclusive it, it, it you it know it has to be a crime right yeah i showed a little kid Oh, bro, you're going to jail. And it's like, I understand the argument. Well, no, you know, no. some people feel like, okay, well, what if what if they come from a home where their parents don't talk to them about sex or they... I understand that. So maybe, you know, freshman year of high school or, or like eighth grade, you know, you have a separate... Like I had a sex ed class or I had like a... Where I, you know, had sex education with just girls. And I, I want to say I was in eighth grade. And, you know, they tell you, this is what happens if you do this. This is how to take care of yourself. This is how to protect yourself. Obviously, you shouldn't do that until you're older and your brain can understand what you're doing. It's something for adults. It's to make a child. And this is the way it is, just purely educational. I totally, I can see the argument with that. But I mm -hmm. also see the argument and let parents handle that on their own. Why is that your place? This is well, a child. Like, this is something that kids shouldn't even be thinking about this. No. They should just be being kids. If I if I see something that is worrisome or I see behavior that is leading in a certain direction where we think that this conversation needs to be had for a certain reason, then that should be to his prerogative or their prerogative to talk to their child about. Yeah. And it's, or whoever in that space they want to share that information. How do your sisters like being homeschooled? They like it. it it's been really since all the COVID stuff started happening. Um, that's when they pulled them out. And um, they were actually in a private school um, and they're pulled out now. And so my stepmom is a lawyer and she works from home because um, she works out of Houston anyways, remotely. And then my dad works from home two or three days a week, maybe two. And uh, so they she just built an office with uh, my stepmom has her big desk and then their desks with all of their like, uh, you know, equipment and stuff that they need to learn and so they love it they love it because they have so much more freedom for their the extracurricular stuff that they do get to wake up when they want to mm -hmm. they wake up when they, they get to sleep and it's just kind of like not, kids need sleep to like... dude when you told me you got to wake up at like six to get the kids ready for school and everything i'm like dude i go to bed at two i'm up at 8 39 yeah so it's like they were they roll up you know some days it might be 8 30 some days it might be 10 30. i did but all studies in my in my like later years uh for high school and like the end of junior high it was it was like i was on set all the time anyway so it was easier that way um but yeah you would just have to work and i would do it to be honest i could get through like most of that stuff and like like the stuff that they're doing like mm -hmm. once you like you know if you put the core values into them they're like kids are a lot brighter than we give them credit for they are actually easier for them to do than to follow along at the slow pace of mm -hmm. 45 kids in a class some that don't get it some that don't want to get it how much of it is just like a teacher being like johnny shut up and this person do this and right we got to give everybody their turn and you're like "Fuck, bro i could have been done like hours ago like could have been back home sitting on the couch. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Or learning something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like one of my sisters, uh, she's taking a, a coding class That's because dope. she just has extra time. So she's learning how to code. She's That's 12. Incredible. That's actually like a That's practical amazing. tool yeah. at this point. Yeah. And then, you know, they also do uh, my eight year old sister right now. She's doing like a cooking class, which really just means she helps my dad with dinner twice a week. You know, so it's like they're learn They have the extra time or like, you know, of the days my dad's home they'll make lunch together or something like that like there's time for them to go outside they get to do like more dancing classes with other homeschool kids because they're homeschooled i don't know if you know but in the past i don't remember if it was a year or just like 
couple years, um, homeschooling has gone up 30%. Yeah, which is great. It's great, yeah. I mean, at some point, I feel like they'll try to take that option away from us. At some point, that wasn't an option. Yeah. Like, yeah, it I was a transition you. even like, um, what was I born? I was born in 81. And so even in my younger career, it was like, there had to be a reason that you were allowed to do that in the first place. Either you oh, were really? failing terribly and didn't insert into school properly, mm -hmm. or there was a financial benefit reason why you had to go elsewhere and mm. do something else. So mm. they didn't allow you to do that. That wasn't really an option. I'm sure people fought for it. But I think as parents, we got to look at it as this is our opportunity to uh, to actually make them and mold them into the little human beings that we yeah. want them to be. Because right now we're giving the power to a system that has a bad track record right. in success. Right. For lack and of and it's, it's it's difficult. I and mean, it's a lot. difficult. It's a, it's a, it's and a, when you multiply them together, it gets even. It gets even. I mean, you know, try yeah. taking care of two, four or five year olds, or but let alone that are there all day, room, fifteen in a room yeah. that are you know worried about other stuff. It's not the best. It's not the best setup for for education i don't think yeah and i feel like now too you know there's obviously still room and there's always room i mean teachers i i respect them so much um i feel like they don't get you know unless they're at the professor level or maybe a private school well, level underpaid. they don't they're underpaid and you know and i feel like so many job. of them now they can't even i'm sure they're touching lives but they can't even really teach the way there's so many gut like they have it's like you might as well just be uh, be taught by a robot. You know, I'm sure a lot of them feel that Everybody, way. Like they can't say what they really think. They can't really mold or they have to be so It's kind of like service industry is like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Nurses, fire, police, they're all damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. It's a thankless job that you can only do wrong. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you for saving in this sense, but fuck this guy tomorrow for whatever reason. And you're right. just as bad as him because of guilt by association because you wear the same uniform or come from the same place. Right. It's kind of a fucked up place to operate from. And it's not something that people are going to want to do. And let's be honest, if if those people stop showing up to work, we're going to be fucked really quick, right? Like yeah. this place can, you know, is, is basically, imagine all nurses just fucking, I don't want to be a nurse anymore. I'm tired of dealing with this shit. Like, oh, we'll be fucked. Yeah, you don't want to end up in the hospital or the police. I mean, you see what happens when they don't want to go to a call. You know, you want to defund the, what was the thing where they defund, they, they were at the defund the police rally, but then they needed to call the police for something. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those yeah. things where you're like, yeah, obviously there's some systemic issues with all right. of these things, but are we approaching it the right way by saying that like these people are, are, are vilified in a certain sense? It's not right. necessarily productive way for society to be operating. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause obviously there's people in all different types of positions. I mean, I see it in Hollywood positions of power that abuse that power. Yeah. There's always going to be people power that do groups. that. Right. And so, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure there's police officers that are just, you know, those ones that are just typical douches. They're just on a power trip. Obviously there's 100%. a percentage of cops that are yeah. like that, but it's kind of like, you're not getting the A There's, players, though. Right, but How it's like people want to sign up for that job right now. Right, so it's no, like if you start paying dudes five, six hundred thousand a year, right. then maybe you're going to get some sharp cats, some right. cats that are a little bit better with their with their words and a little bit better with on right. their feet, right? But then you're also getting you're people getting that players, are right? doing it for the right reasons. Well, they get corrupted by the system in itself. Yeah.
it's, it's that, crazy. It's, it's like but a, a defunding them, it's kind of like now, I mean, crime is just, I mean, going up. I mean, even New Orleans, like where I'm from. Yeah. Thank God I'm not from New Orleans, New Orleans, because it's, it's always been dangerous right. as it's super hell. Dangerous. It's always been now. the most dangerous places. Right. Yeah, but they're, they're now, I think it's the murder capital of the country. Yeah. That um, St. Louis and, and the Midwest area. Because it's a small city. New Orleans is small, but the m amount of murder per 100,000 yeah, people is com completely high. Uh, but uh, the other day I heard something like there used to be like 8,000 cops in New Orleans. There's now 700. I mean, who wants to be a cop in that setting? There was 8,000 and know. now there's 700. You can't get that because I was just there last year for like 10 days. There wasn't that many cops around walking around. Because there aren't any yeah. now. Who and so, there? oh, there's there's oh, the the, am, the amount of shootings. Yeah. Now, like the, it's the, active, the, active. And they don't go after. They don't. They, you don't even get arrested anymore. Yeah. It's it's just. I mean, there the drive home that I have to make from New Orleans Airport. I don't do it at night because my dad was so freaked out because for this whole month, they so I think something like. I don't want to misquote it, but I think like 30 people died from this way, but they were basically just shooting at the highway and just shooting at random cars and people were just dying, just gangs. They were just shooting and killing people for no reason. That's just fucked. Yeah. So it, it, people, you know, I love New Orleans. The culture is amazing. I love Louisiana. I love where I'm from. It's truly a beautiful, warm, unique, special place. But anybody visiting New Orleans, that's that just is like, oh, I want to go to Bourbon Street and I want to have fun. It's like, dude, pick somewhere else or yeah. go during the day and be careful and go with a group of people. It's not like a game. There was this girl I went to hair school with that got shot uh, when she was 16, sneaking out and going to Bourbon Street. And some gang member pulled up to the side of her car and just held the gun and just shot her. Dude, I was walking down Bourbon Street at like nine o'clock at night with Madison on my shoulders. Yeah, you're not very aware Stage of your surroundings. But but a lot of do you not know people don't do you not know the history of New Orleans? No, I had my friend with me, but that was a bad. lot of people don't. They just think, yeah, oh, it's don't. so fun. It's like the pictures. Yeah. But I'm not go. No one in my family likes to go there. Yeah. I, we don't go there. I recently went and did something there. I went to a Saints game. Have you seen the crime statistic of of Texas? The increase in crime after the flood after Katrina. No, but I mean, I know. But I can assume it. It was because it flooded everything out of New Orleans and everything went to, to Texas. So like the, the increase in violent crime in Texas across the board was like, it's a statistic that you can see. So you can see like how like how rough New Orleans is. And so kind of like dumping all of that into Texas, it was like a big deal. It was a, a, it was a story that was reported like over and over again because you know, not only do you have like the, the, the crime element in Texas and it being a border town, but then you coupled with that, it started a trend that was like in a very bad direction for a really long time. Yeah, it's a it's a rough, uh, it's always been a rough area, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. I made it out okay. Hey, no, there's beautiful things about it. I think if you're aware and you're going during the day and you're not going I mean, down dark it's, alleys. It's one of the most unique cultures in the world. Right? So awesome. There's nothing like it, like anywhere else. The kids the museum was you have, amazing. You have like, it's so incredible. You know, it was just a melting pot of like mm -hmm. this whole Caribbean, French, Cajun lifestyle. There's like a thing, it's like nowhere else in the world. Like the architecture, everything about it is is its own little place because of 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of the type of inhabitants coming from all over the place, you know? It's a very special place. I mean, the food is like... Food was amazing. Unreal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so so hot and humid when we were there. It was middle of June. It, it tends to get like that. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's only for a, a part of the year, but the rest, it, it's, it's, it's pretty okay. Uh, but... I love where I'm from. I, I truly do. Um, my dad's always saying, oh, I fucking hate this place. I'm like, dad, come on. Then how come you never left? <laughs> yeah, we all say that. I say that twice a week. Yeah. I'm here. I'm you know, sorry. when my dad came to L.A. for the first time, which my dad doesn't like really get out much like that. And he came and stayed with me for a few days. And one of the things he said was like, dude, I, I recognize all this stuff from uh, Grand Theft Auto. And so that was one thing. I thought that was funny. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I know this bridge. Oh, yeah, I know that. And he said, do you not see this smog? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's like foggy. <laughs> and I was like, really? Because I didn't see it. And he's like, yeah, this there's like a, a layer. A it's layer. A, yeah. You can and I didn't really realize that before. Yeah. It when used to fly be back worse, from, too. When you fly back from Vegas and land in Burbank, you see it like yeah. pretty well. Yeah. I like to tell people that like. There's certain places in the city, like if you're on the two and you can see downtown, it has a really good view of it coming down that way. Um, and then like 110 from Pasadena and shit, when you get like a high up view, you can see like the energy trapped around the city. So weird. people call it small. I like to think of it as like just 10 million stories and energies and these things that all these people are putting out. Yeah. Very, I mean uh, it's a lot going on and it's yeah. a lot of like there's a lot of energy because people coming from all over the world to make it here right and it's yeah. it, it kind of holds that like that that energy field too yeah and all the you know i'm sure like pollution in a concentrated area and just all the hustle and bustle and how many people live here compared to most states yeah. is insane uh but it, yeah, it, going from Louisiana to here, I guess it should have been a bigger transition for me. But I think I was always maybe meant to live the city life a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a it's a beautiful place where anything can happen for you, you know. And then at the same time, you know, when you put twenty million people in the same area, you're gonna have some a little bit of chaos that goes with it. So it's home. Yeah, definitely. Y'all are both from here. I am. You're from Texas. I'm from here. I mean, I've been here since I was six. I was from Dallas originally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I never left. Traveled the country, traveled the world. Still home, but... And then you said your wife is from the South area. Yep. She's from Nash Nashville. Oh, nice. How did y'all meet? Uh, blind date. She moved out here when she was like 16. Okay. And then I met her when... She didn't meet her when she was Yeah, there. I met her at <laughs> 28 or something. Yeah. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, he did. Did you turn the counter off? Yeah, we've been gone for a while. Huh? Well, now the buzzer was about to go off, uh, okay. so I made him shut it. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to plug, promote, um, talk about? You know, leave the people with. If you want to find me, my name's Abby Rayo. A B B Y R A O. There you go. That's it. And uh, if there's anything you want to leave um, the viewers, listeners, young females, young males with anything. Mm -hmm way of life about content mm, words have, of wisdom words of wisdom i wouldn't say i'm the the knower of all things i'm still learning you know i think it's important to always i'll be learning till i'm 95 but um i think just staying true to yourself and um 
understanding that family uh, is is the most important thing, and family doesn't always mean blood. Um, and just keeping that at the forefront of your life and making sure that you're happy and you're happy with who you are and what you're putting out into the world and the decisions you're making. And there's nothing that you can't do, really, that you, you know, unless you block yourself from doing it. If you, A lot of times the only thing in your way is you. So don't be afraid to dream big. That's it, dream big. I like it. Exactly. All right. Well, like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate you. your time. We appreciate your honesty and, uh, and uh, you know, being yourself. Thank you for having me. This is a very great conversation. Yeah. We, Glad we were able to make it all happen. All right. Later, guys.